Hey everybody, welcome to the Random Movie Club. I'm your host, Rob Logan, and each week I sit down with a co-host to discuss any movie of their choosing. The only qualification is that the movie is available to watch at home on DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming. Before you listen to this week's show, I highly recommend that you watch the movie we're going to talk about because we're going to spoil everything. Also, at the end of the episode, I'll tell you which movie we're going to discuss next so you have enough time to watch it. On this week's show, I'll be discussing Big Hero 6 with Kyla Covert. Let's roll the film. Big Hero 6 was released in 2014 from directors John Hall and Chris Williams. Written by Jordan Roberts, Daniel Gerson, and Robert L. Baird, the film stars Scott Adsit, Ryan Potter, T.J. Miller, Jamie Chung, Damon Wayans Jr., Genesis Rodriguez, and James Cromwell. Okay, so you chose Big Hero 6. Yes. And because my co-host always chooses the movie, I always start off by asking, why did you choose this movie? So I saw Big Hero 6 in the theaters, Mm -hmm. and I think it became instantly my favorite Disney movie. Right away? Like, right away. Like, the opening credits, and here I have on my notes, is just San Francisco. Yeah. Because... (laughs) I want to go there. I want to live there. It's the coolest place I think that Disney has made. As a world, yeah. As a world. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want two hours of traveling through San Francisco. Yep. Like, when they're doing the car chase, I just, I wanted that to go on forever because I wanted to keep seeing what San Francisco was. And just explore. Just explore. You must have then done research outside maybe to find, like, concept art and things like that? I haven't. Oh, okay. I should add that to my notes to, yeah. uh, to, <laughs> to take a less. look at the, the concept art. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I put a note, San Francisco game, mm-hmm. like just a world inside of San Francisco. <laughs> and you don't even have to do anything. Like, you yeah, just walk around. Yeah, kind of like um, <laughs> like Assassin's Creed. It's just a big playground yeah, where yeah. you can just go and like explore all the buildings and stuff. Um, Is it the uh, Asian influence? I don't know. Um, sa- I haven't been to San, San Francisco yet. Okay. But... I've always wanted to go because that city looks cool, mm-hmm. but Tokyo is my number one destination. Yeah. So when you mix the two, right. like, this is this is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool world. What about the movie itself? The characters. Yeah. I think all the characters are, are lovable and, I mean, Baymax. I know. <laughs> Just, I think everyone needs a Baymax mm. in their life. I I think, like, Baymax makes me cry. Yeah. Like, he just makes me cry. <laughs> You're starting such... to tear up right now. I'm tearing up now. <laughs> he's so, like, everyone needs a Baymax. Mm-hmm. He's just lovable. I think they call him a warm marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, let's let's get that AI. Like, as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. And I, he came out in a year of, like, character innocence, too. Like, the same year as Groot. Yeah. And there was another one the same year i don't recall right now but it was like three like super innocent characters that were very like childlike and i i think the expressionless face on baymax too yeah is a huge part of it because it's never judgmental or it's always what you interpret it to be yeah like like what he's not even he's not personable there's nothing about Mm -hmm. him that really makes him a person but something about him you just you want to hug him yeah like you want him to take care of you yeah like I, god imagine if you were a kid and like you had a cold and you had to stay home and your parents were at work and you just had baymax to take care of you like <laughs> that'll make you feel so much better i'd play sick every day yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but yeah i 
I don't know. Everything about that movie is awesome. I know a lot of people said that the plot was predictable mm -hmm. when it came out, but I had no idea. No? No. I was um, one of the people that... Can we do spoilers? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We spoil everything. All right. So I thought Tadashi mm -hmm. was the bad guy. Oh. Like, in my notes I have here, because I've already seen it, I have Tadashi is an angel. Because yeah. he's like... He's, He's perfect. Yeah, but yeah. when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I think he's too good to be true. Oh, okay. And then the, the character came and I was like, I think it might be Tadashi. And then when it was the professor, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I didn't even see this coming. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought he was just a secondary character that was just in there for, Kind you of know, moved the story forward. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. When people were like, oh, I totally knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I was like, how did you know that was going to happen? But... <laughs> Okay, so before we talk about the movie uh, too deeply, as I always do, I go and collect trivia off of IMDb, and there's a lot of it for Big Hero 6, because not only is it just the movie itself, but it was based on a Marvel comic. This is a Marvel property. Uh, I think it was last printed in like 2008 or something, but it didn't have like a lot of stuff, and there are some big characters in the comic that had to be left out of the movie, and things were reworked, so... A lot of stuff going on here. Uh, the first one is about San Francisco, actually. According to Scott Watanabe, the movie is set in an alternate future where after the 1906 earthquake, San Francisco was rebuilt by Japanese immigrants using techniques that allow movement and flexibility in a seismic event. After the city was finished being rebuilt, it was renamed San Francisco due to it being a city with Japanese and American architecture combined. I can see that. So they really have like a whole backstory to just the architecture alone. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I always wondered, I was like, you know, did did Pangea happen differently? Right, and right. Like Japan was really attached to the West Coast, but that's that makes sense. And San Francisco was created for the movie. That wasn't a part of the comic book at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was purely they all did. new for the movie. That's a lot of background to I do know, to right? make that. Uh, Baymax's movement and posing was modeled after studying the movement of a baby with a full diaper. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you look at think about the way that he waddles around, he does, and the short he's little legs and heavy. stuff. Yes, he's very bottom heavy. Uh, I want to be on the set where the people <laughs> had to sit there and watch babies walk around with full diapers. I know, right? Just using reference videos <laughs> of yeah, yeah. In order to create the thousands of civilians living in San Francisco, the production team invented a program called the Denizen Factory, which allowed them to build a whole series of background characters that each have a distinct design. So Whoa. a lot of the characters themselves were designed by an AI that they built. That is crazy. Yeah. But I assume it's for stuff where it's really like pulled away. They're probably yeah. not overly detailed, right. I would imagine. So an AI created a program that they wrote kind of automatically generated a lot of the characters in large population scenes. Whoa. Yeah. I remember um, watching the behind the scenes of Mulan. Yeah. And which is obviously Disney. Right. And I remember in the commentary, they were saying when the Huns descend the, the snowy mm -hmm. thing, they're like, we created this really cool program where you can clone a, a hun and then put them so we created like five characters and we cloned them <laughs> so technology has come pretty far this in is the a past whole other level years. and they're three-dimensional on top of it yeah, which is crazy true. um when baymax first tests out his new rocket fist in fred's mansion the statue that it destroys is a statue of hans from frozen good <laughs> hate that guy <laughs> if you pause it real quick you can see but it's it is it is so fast 
that they show that statue. Why would you have a statue of Hans in the first place? Yeah, I know, right? Fred. <laughs> Fred has all sorts of weird stuff in his house. The production team watched videos of fire ants as an inspiration of the movement of the microbots. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. Thinking about ants it. Ants and colonies. Yeah. <laughs> they all move as one. Uh, two important characters from the Big Hero 6 comics, Silver Samurai and Sunfire, did not make it to the film due to 20th Century Fox owning both characters because of their affiliation with the X-Men. However, Tadashi's cap has the SF emblem, which is written in the same font as the Sunfire comic. Okay. So there's a little nod to Sunfire, who was the original team leader before Hero became the leader. But yeah, Silver Samurai and Sunfire are have both been part of the X-Men, so another mm-hmm. studio owns them. Even though they did leave the comic at one point, and it was, but there were other characters. I did a lot of research about the comic just because I was so curious. Yeah. Like, Baymax looks nothing like the Baymax we see. Oh, really? Not at all. He's a robot, but he was created by Hero to, like, morph into a dragon. Oh. Which I think is why Baymax ends up getting wings. So there are some things uh, the same, and I think a lot of that, Fred doesn't exist in the comic either. So I think a lot of the original Baymax design became Fred's kind of, like, dragon costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Wasabi's not a part of the comic either, but the others are. Wasabi's awesome. Yeah. And Honey Lemon's purse is like a supernatural thing in the comic. It's like a portal. At one point, she even pulls a new team member out of it, like (laughs) by accident. (laughs) They just, hey, new team member. Uh, I'm glad they didn't go supernatural. Yeah. And Gogo's power is totally different. She can turn herself into a giant fireball and like propel herself around that way. Well, she still moves around. Yeah. Yeah. So very different. But I can see like how they twisted things around. TJ Miller, who voices Fred improvised most of his character's exclamations. The things that he just randomly screams out. Yeah. Most of them were just improvised. Oh, that's cool that they kept them. Yeah. TJ Miller is amazing, too. I don't know if you've seen much of the stuff that he's done, but he does a lot of voices now. He's a stand-up comic. He's in Silicon Valley. Uh, He's in the Daredevil movie. That'll be coming out. He's in tons of stuff now, but he's hilarious. During the second meeting with Baymax in Hero's room, Hero falls beside his bed, and items on his shelves begin falling on him. On the second shelf, there's a figurine of a Dalek from Doctor Who. Okay. I, I guess I can see how, how he'd maybe have Doctor Who. Yeah. The, like, it'd oh, be it's like definitely. a vintage novelty yeah. like thing. And the animators are just throwing in there yeah. fun little things anyway. Yeah. In the scene in Fred's library museum, one of the small statuettes in the background bookcase is Elastigirl from The Incredibles. <laughs> Yeah, he would have a he would have that figure. Yeah. That totally yeah. makes sense. When Hero is working on the Baymax armor, he uses the same hand movements with his hands as Tony Stark did while working on the MK2 Iron Man armor. They just use the same motions. That's interesting. Cuz why create them from scratch <laughs> when yeah. something already exists? Yeah. Yeah, when he's just like doing root root moving things yeah. around, yeah. Huh. Might as well. Well, they spent all their uh time researching San Francisco, they got right. to make a little cut somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Clear that up in the budget. <laughs> yeah, it's their own movie, too. I mean, it's all the same studio. Yeah. Uh, in the scene where Hero is trying to get Baymax upstairs to charge him, when he comes back downstairs to talk to Aunt Cass, a picture of his cat Moki in a Stitch costume can be seen behind Hero hanging on the wall. I have to find that. I, I actually went back at one point to look for that specifically, and it's totally there. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> it's very funny. That cat's awesome. Yeah. And uh, lastly, in the science expo scene, when the group takes a photo, each character is wearing something foreshadowing the future. Hero, Gogo, Honey, and Wasabi are wearing the colors of their future costumes when superheroes. 
Fred has a shirt with an image of his soon-to-be hero costume, and Tadashi is the only one who's wearing black, foreshadowing his death. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, but I, at the same time, yeah, no, that cool I, that little visual sad. hints. Yeah, people love to do that. Uh, so the movie itself, I kind of have things scene by scene okay. with little notes, but we can run through fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine okay my notes are chronological to the scene, so the bot so. fighting too uh yeah that's my first note is bot fights in all caps yeah like when the first when the movie opened in the theaters and the bot fights happened mm-hmm. i was like i'm into this yeah <laughs> i want bot fights to be real really i want my own bot i want to fight bots really I think it's awesome wow yes i uh used to teach a class where we did bot fighting really yeah we had a Lego robotics class and I set up like a a wooden sumo kind of circle and they had to force each other out of the ring with the robots they built. I wish I went to a technical high school. <laughs> Take classes like that. <laughs> I was just a regular high school. But what? we just yeah, every high school has a technology department now. Or is supposed to. Yeah, we had a technology department, but Yeah. It's yeah. not what it is now. It's not no, the same. no. But oh god, the bot fights are just so cool. And then um when the movie came out, I was playing League of mm-hmm. Legends a lot, and there's a character called Vel'Koz. Mm-hmm. If any of your listeners know, I'm sure League. they do. <laughs> um, he's like this weird cephalopod kind of thing, and he shoots a laser. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you can imagine him mini size, that would be such a cool <laughs> bot to have. Just shoots a laser. Already um, designing your future bot uh, fighters. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I when that technology becomes available to yeah. me. <laughs> I already have my design. Yeah, nice. Yep. Oh, and it would be the gold version skin, not the normal one. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, the bot fights, when I saw that, I was like, yep. I thought it was cool, too, that Hero's bot kind of mirrors him in the sense that they're both very unassuming by appearance, but have way more potential than on the surface. Yeah. Yeah. The bot, yeah, I mean, that bot is like ugly yeah but it yeah. did work oh yeah totally it did good and then became future inspiration for yeah. other things in the movie um everything in aunt cass's bakery to me looked amazing <laughs> i'd be like 500 pounds if i lived there aunt cass i have a note is awesome she is She's awesome such a great character yeah like everything that comes out of her mouth is funny and it feels like you know someone who's on cast yes like she's just <sighs> she's an amalgam of real people i want an aunt cast <laughs> yeah. yeah and she's in the movie so little but has so much opportunity to stand out with the little that she does. Yeah. Yeah. She has, yeah, she has a lot of presence. Yeah. She's not a wasted character. No, not at all. Um, the after the bot fighting, they go to the university because mm-hmm. Tadashi kind of is basically tricking Hero into, hey, look at all this cool stuff yeah. that we get to do. I uh, meet all the future team members there, and Honey Lemon is the only one who says Hiro. Hiro. <laughs> Hiro, uh, which I guess is. Because of uh, the voice actress, Genesis Rodriguez, she was the only one who did that. And they were just like, okay. Yeah. But I don't know. For some reason, it bothers me. Really? I like it. I think. It's a weird little character quirk. I think it's cute. Yeah. I I feel like she would say that. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe it's the Japanese influence. It's just, it's funny to me. If anyone in the team did it, like just looking at them, you would think Gogo would be the one. She looks more Asian than anyone else in there. But I guess with such a kind of amalgamated yeah. city. Maybe that's just a part of their culture. And But then again, why wouldn't they all do that? Like, See, I think of Honey Lemon as like, I feel like she would be into Japanese culture. Yeah. She's got the kawaii Kind of the eclectic one. Like yeah. I feel like she would throw, I feel like she would throw that accent out. 
Makes sense. Yeah. You're trying to fix it for me, so I feel better about it when I watch the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of all the things you could be Yeah, I know, right, with. right. Baymax, we talked about his design a little bit already. I think it's just brilliant in its simplicity. Like, when I saw it right away, I was like, merchandising that thing, so simple. So simple. Like, you just, anything white, you just put that black, yeah. like, face feature on, and it's immediately recognizable as yep. Baymax. It's brilliant. Yeah. So smart. Yeah, and it's just a fluff. It's like, he's a fluff. Yeah. Like, he's just a round thing. Yeah. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's so simple. That's where we meet Professor Callahan as well. Who I had no idea. No idea. Was the bad guy. Future villain. Uh... Who's like the final kind of nail, I think, in Hero going, oh, this guy is like a legend. Yeah. And I got to go here because he's amazing and I want to learn from him. And yeah. yeah. I love that little scene, too, where he's talking to him and then the blinds in the in Tadashi's lab just open real quick. And he's like, that's the guy. And oh, then yeah, they close yeah. again. <laughs> it's like he just did a pop up video yeah. almost like intrusion. Yeah. I thought he was a good guy. Oh, yeah. I thought all throughout the thing. I was like, wow, he's really got his students interests in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Which. I'm sure he did at one point. I'm sure he did. But, you know, he's got a tragic past yep. and all that. Things twist you and make you all weird. Yeah. Uh, when Hero gets all motivated, I love the montage fake out where they start playing Eye of the Tiger. Oh. And, it, and then his pencil gets real close <laughs> as the music stops and he just starts slamming his head on the table. Aww. Like, that's the best. Like, the, the super formulaic movie thing and that we're all trained is when you hear that music and the montage like, is yeah, going to kick gonna, in. Something's yeah, something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a huge mm. fake out, which was yeah. so good. Yeah, because Hero's probably thinking that. He's like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like, I have all these ideas. No. And it's funny, too, because that's way more realistic. Yeah, everyone does that. Yeah. You sit down, and you're like, all right, I've got all I'm ready to go. Yep. And no. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Sometimes the brain does not cooperate. Nope. Nope. I still don't. I still don't. Well, you're, you'll probably get there, but I still don't know how he managed to make that many microbots in that time. Oh, yeah. Like, what... Honestly, what was the time frame? I know. I had the same thoughts. It was like, what, a week or two? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, but. You no, know, I had the same thought. That's Absolutely. when you separate it and you're like, okay, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. <laughs> that happens a few times in this movie. Those kind of like yeah. suspension of belief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but. I mean, aside from the fact that that's even something conceivably possible. Yeah. And, the neurotransmitter. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, there's a lot of suspension and disbelief in this movie for sure. We do get that real montage, though, of course, of building all the stuff. And uh, that leads to the competition. He introduces the microbots, his new invention. Uh, the microbots are awesome, for sure. They are Amazing awesome. idea, amazing technology. You would think the neural interface alone <laughs> wins you the competition. Right. Neural transmitter aside, I feel like you could probably do that with, like, programming. Like, I feel like if he had, like, a little happen. screen and yeah. was typing instead of thinking it, mm -hmm. would have made more sense, but then we couldn't have had the mask. Right. Which... Unless that was something Callahan was working on separately, or maybe... Yeah. Maybe that was something Cray was working on that Callahan yeah. stole. There's... Yeah. But I guess for simplicity reasons, yeah. doing it all together, yeah. Yeah. But he's smart enough to come up with just the bots, neural transmitter on top of it. Yeah. Wow. I want to know more about the other inventions, though. There was some cool stuff like, in there. Where are they? Yeah. I bet they feel real bad that they didn't think of the microbots, though. <laughs> they, he should have just had it turned to a huge <laughs> yeah. middle finger yeah. hand pointing at everybody when else. The hand comes yeah. up. I was like, this is a kid's movie. Like, yeah. the, the worst that can happen is a peace sign. <laughs> but 
just watch him flip off all the other inventors. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alistair Cray we meet there as well, which yeah. is a blatant red herring. Mm-hmm. They do everything in their power to say, this is the villain. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which I've seen happen in other movies, uh, but not quite that blatant. Like yeah. every movie stereotype points to him being the villain. It does. Yeah. But... I think he's kind of a cool character. Yeah. Because he's clearly got his shit together for his industry. Yep. And like, of course you'd want it. You'd want heroes technology. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But then, of course, they throw in the little kind of villainous behavior of like he tries to take one of the microbots with them. So it's all the like little added pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Then the fire breaks out. Tadashi runs back in, trying to save Callahan. I bawled in the theater and Did I you? cried when I rewatched it last night too. Oh. I was like, I know what's happening, but I can't because Tadashi's like such a perfect brother. Yeah, there were several points I well up in the movie, and one that I definitely cried, but that one didn't get me as much as the others. And, and the funeral scene too, like yeah. right after yeah. that, had me crying too. They're all mourning heroes sitting up on the stairs, yeah. just like away from everybody else. I yeah. did think it was interesting though that they had the rest of the the team consoling Aunt Cass, mm. and you know they just met, right? But sad. But the team, I guess, that's their loyalty to Tadashi. They're just yeah. like, take care of everybody. Yeah. And they're the same way with Hero. Like, they send him that video message. They oh, just met so him, cute. too. Yeah. And Fred's like, if I had any superpower, I'd give you yeah. a big hug. Like, Fred's the best. He really is. Fred's a little derpy. He is. He but is, but he's so great. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. yeah. I like how he doesn't even go to the school. Oh, yeah. He's just, what, the janitor? <laughs> the mascot. He's the mascot. Yeah. Like, that's a job. Like, it makes sense when we find out later that he's rich. Because yeah. the whole time you're yeah. like, what is even going on here? Yeah. But, yeah, you can't all be super smart. Yeah. Like, you can't all go to the school. But, yeah. Prince. Yeah. He found his way We in. all know a Fred. <laughs> I'm not the Fred in our group, am I? Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't supposed to say anything, but. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> Uh, Hero's devastated at losing Tadashi. He kind of mopes in his room for the first few weeks of school and then drops his fighting bot on his toe. And hey, Baymax is now. How did Baymax get back there? I wonder. What do you mean? Like Baymax's storage container that was in Tadashi's lab is back in Tadashi's room all of a sudden. I don't know if they would ship everything from the lab to him or. I bet Hero brought him. Yeah. Yeah, I feel maybe Hiro brought him with him and like tucked him away in Tadashi's corner of the room. Just assumed it was deactivated. Yeah, and then just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And till he says ow. Hey, a few weeks without saying ow is pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wouldn't he be crying if his brother died? Like, wouldn't Baymax be alerted to the sound of like a child's tears? Right. Although at that time, was he super familiar with emotional distress? Like, it was all physical activations, I think. That's true. Before he scanned him for puberty. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Baymax then finds the microbot that's hanging around and just because of offhanded comments from Hero decides to go follow it. Yep. (laughs) Which brings him to the warehouse. Which brings him to a bumbling Baymax strolling through the streets of San Francisco, which is adorable to watch. And I'm sure you are half looking at Baymax and half, half. Oh, look at those buildings. Oh, look at that. Oh. <laughs> so there's cool. Japanese culture, but like there's the streetcars. <laughs> the mixture. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh they find out that someone's mass producing the microbots, which start to attack them. Which was terrifying. Yes. By the way, that scene in the theaters 
when he grabs the broom and like walks oh, yeah. over. Yeah. Like that's more bravery than I have. I would not go over to where I think people might be doing something creepy with a broom. Right, right. Nope. And then there's the masked man. We see him for the first time. Terrifying. Yeah. Great Absolutely costume. Ter- great costume. Terrifying. Yeah. Just all black with just like the white accents of the kabuki mask. That's creepy. Awesome. Uh, we soon get low battery Baymax in the police department, which is one of my favorite things ever. The scotch tape. Yes. I like how the camera doesn't move. There's no sound. <laughs> All you hear is like the hissing yeah, of yeah. the scotch tape. And then one by one patching him up. So good. But uh, low battery Baymax, I've said in the past, is what I would totally cosplay if I could figure out the technology to put that together. Just a vinyl suit. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be partially deflated regardless of what you right. do. So you, so you might, might as, as well, well be low battery Baymax. Yeah. 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 But Harry Baby is one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just him sitting up cat. there betting Moki or Mochi or whatever. Tadashi didn't program Baymax to understand what a pet is. Yeah. So it just thinks it's a hairy baby. Like. <laughs> well, I think it's partially that and partially the fact that he has the low batteries yeah. and he's just like, he can't he's process drunk. anything. Essentially, he's, yeah. He's drunk. He's basically drunk. Which is funny. Yeah. Because he's an innocent child. Right. So it's weird. And but I, th- that's like one of the things, you know, kids movies always throw things in for the parents. Yeah. I feel like that was one of adult the adult jokes for the sure. Adult joke. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Hiro now believes that the mass banner is responsible for Tadashi's death. They decide to upgrade Baymax and uh, help capture him. And then they also do the fist bump <laughs> bit <laughs> that they do several times throughout the movie. So cute. Which I love. I do that with my five-year-old nephew. Oh, that's so cute. He knows that. Well, I like he had watched it and I didn't know yet. And I went over and he was like, Uncle Bobby fist bump. And I did it. And he goes, la-la-la. I'm like, ah. you know it. I was, so now that's the thing we do, which that's is so, so great. I love it. But Baymax's costume, mm-hmm. the first iteration. The green one. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Because it's so bad. It's just like his paunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like encased. Huge belly gut. It's so funny. Yeah. Like at least in the other one, you, you know, it sucked it in a little bit. Right. They kind of push it all one, into it fake like muscles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of so hideous, dopey. yeah. And it's like it's a so, terrible color. It's and, so bad. Yeah. But I thought it was cool that here I just 3D printed everything. Yeah, right? Yeah. I guess in the future of San Francisco, everyone just has a 3D printer. No, totally. Like, well, <laughs> want that. Yeah. When they're developing neural transmitters right, and yeah. everything. And maybe that's how his mass production of all the microbots happens so quickly. Yeah. Just all these 3D printers and things that we're unaware of. Right. Totally affordable for the oh, everyday. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, they head back to the warehouse and it's empty. Mm-hmm. But they do find the masked man just outside. Before they take action, the team all shows up because Baymax called him earlier. For puberty. Yeah, for puberty. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the crazy escape car chase that you wish went longer. I did. Yeah. And I have a note here about Gogo. Yeah. When she takes over from Wasabi. Oh, yeah. I just have bad bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, all right, Wasabi, enough with your wussy, like, yeah. obeying the speed limit. And she just, like, takes control. She's awesome. And they they do a lot of, like, individual, like, character quirk things. Yeah. Like, Honey Lemon has that pronunciation. Uh, Gogo does the thing with the gum. She does it there yeah. to take over. And she does it she later does on when she she's trapped. Home, puts yep. it on the helmet. Yeah. 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 And then Wasabi is just like a gentle, gentle little giant. With crazy OCD. (laughs) I like Wasabi. I like all the characters. That's the thing. Like, there's no character that I dislike about this movie. Yep. Yeah. 
they are all great They're and all great. very well developed. I mean, to the yeah. point where they all have those traits. And the, and stuff. Yeah. And- Fred identifies all the superhero story tropes as they go through the movie. Yep. Like blatant quotes. Yeah. Like, that's our supervillain, yep. he says at one point. Yep. Our origin story begins, we're going to be superheroes. <laughs> and then later on says, this is a revenge story. Like blatantly just spells everything out. And it's so funny. It's good. Yeah. But I mean, it's like you said before, a lot of people think it's formulaic. And I do too. It doesn't take away from it at all. No. The fact that it's formulaic. But it's funny to have a character pointing it out. It's almost like they knew what they were doing, too. And yeah. just threw that guy in to be like, ah, ha, ha, as and they're going yeah, through. Fred, yeah, that's such like a Fred thing to do. Oh, totally. Again, like everyone has a Fred of the group. Yeah. Like you can just picture that person. like <laughs> Pointing it out but, the Yeah, time. pointing it out, making those comments. So he then takes him to his house after the crazy car chase. And then you're like... Okay. Okay. <laughs> I understand his character now. Yeah. Totally loaded. Yeah. Uh, Baymax does the fist bump with Heathcliff at the doorway, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no reaction you know, from the butler whatsoever. That, but- that butler is, he's a good butler. He's the best. Yeah. He doesn't, like, does he speak except for welcoming him to the mansion? I don't think he really speaks. It's He's, like, totally apathetic. Yeah. He's being shot at and, like, and yet he's still funny, like putting on the mask for them to practice yeah. and sipping his tea. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't need to speak to be funny. No. The team sees how rich he is. They go into the explanations, or it is a good explanation as to why they're able to afford all this stuff for the superhero suits. I didn't think of that. If they were trying to justify in some way, yeah. they'd just be like, well, Fred paid for it. I never even thought... It never crossed my mind. How yeah. did these kids pay for these suits? After he made all the microbots so fast, you're yeah, just like, you're all like, right, okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever they do yeah. is fine. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. Never thought about that. Fred points the finger at Cray mm. as the villain, which is just one more. He hey, does. this guy's it. Follow this path. Yeah, <laughs> I still thought it was Tadashi. Yeah, still the even whole at time, that point, I did. See, that's weird. Tadashi never entered my brain as being a potential whatsoever i don't know maybe i just thought it would be some sort of of brother thing yep watching it again knowing that it wasn't tadashi i'm like he's such a sweetheart like he would never do that but i don't know because obviously i didn't like think that it was right but i think the only other person that i thought of was tadashi and i I had maybe he wanted to separate himself from his brother like maybe he wasn't as kind-hearted as he originally was like Maybe he just stole the microbots and was like, I'm going to do something with my smarts. I don't know. Yeah. I had minimal suspicions pointing towards Callahan, but when they were all pointing at Cray so hard, it was like, okay, this is a little much. This is not the guy, obviously, if they're going that heavy. Well, and then a part of me was like, maybe it is. Because it's a kid's movie. Yeah. With the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, you keep forgetting this is a kid's movie. Right. It's a Disney film. Right, like, right. They end up each modifying their experiments to kind of create their superhero abilities, mm-hmm. which is a cool way to go about it. And this was another part where it's kind of that idea of creating all the microbots so fast. Like, Gogo falls on her first attempt, and then, and then all of a sudden she's a pro. Around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with Wasabi. Like, he goes, oh, no. And then all of a sudden, Ninja Swords, yeah. like, crazy, hitting all the tennis balls. That's really good hand-eye yeah. coordination. Which suit is your favorite? Ooh. Just purely aesthetic or power-wise? Which one is your favorite, and then which one would you like to have 
for your like if you were one of them, which one would you be? That's a good question. I think suit wise, aesthetically, I really like go go suit. Yeah. But I think I would want. Oh, that's hard. Like hero suit, there's nothing special about it except that he can ride Baymax. Yeah. Which is kind of what you want just because you get Baymax in the yeah. deal. <laughs> but individually, if it's just hero suit, there's nothing there's really. There's nothing special. Yeah. Except that it's purple. Right. And Baymax can be taken away, whereas the other people all have their stuff integrated. Yep. So I don't know. That's hard. I think I still have to go with hero, though, just because yeah. Baymax. Yeah. <laughs> the answer to every question, because Baymax. Because of Baymax. <laughs> yes. Uh, they then go to the island because they have the, uh, scanning ability yep. that's been super increased now. So Vamax is smart enough to scan the masked man or not smart enough, just out of instinct. Yep. Scan the masked man. And then they go back um, after that. You glossed over that totally cool part where hero rides Vamax through oh, the city. Oh, yes. Awesome. Sorry. More, more San Francisco tourism viewing. I want to do that. <laughs> and I want to go sit on top of those things that are floating in the air. Yeah. I'm assuming they're energy collectors yeah. or something. Yeah. They look like it. That I, I want to do that. I want to ride Baymax through the city. <laughs> like how fun would that be? Yeah. Through any city, but specifically. Specifically, specifically. through San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So now they're on the island and they see the video of the failed portal experiment. Yep. Uh, and that appears to even further implicate Cray. So the whole movie just Cray, Cray, Cray. One of my notes is about Wasabi. When yeah. He goes to slice open the door. Yeah. And he missed his circle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that one scene made me laugh so hard, but it did. Really? It did. I don't know why, but you just see the little laser going through and you see him <laughs> miss the circle. And then he goes out and he tries to do it again and he misses. Right. I don't know why, but that scene made me laugh so hard. Both just because it's so realistic. Right. Like you would never get it on your first try. Right, right. But I'm like laughing thinking about it. I don't know why that scene <laughs> is so funny to me, but it is. Uh, the masked man shows up and the battle ensues. Yeah. But they are not nearly skilled enough, even though they were all just super impressive practicing. Nope. When it comes to have... real things running into each other and. Yeah. Total disaster. Total disaster. Hero manages to knock off the mask. Mm -hmm. And then we finally see that Callahan is the villain. Shocking. I know. I was shocked. I was like 95% sure it was going to be his brother. And then they'd have this whole like like family thing yeah. going on. And it would be like a family type of. And Baymax had to choose between <sighs> them. My programmer or my current friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would have been intense. Yeah, but <laughs> sequel. Sequel. <laughs> yeah. She's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Baymax is ordered to destroy Callahan, but refuses. Yeah. Until Hero removes the healthcare chip and that Baymax gets dark. And I think that that kind of stuff is really scary for kids. I think that, when, that was scary. And when his the friend, eyes, yeah. yeah, his eyes like turned and I was scared. If I saw that as a kid. Like, that would definitely be something that would stick with me as, like, yeah. one of those, like, fearful Scary things. Scary robots. Yeah. yeah. And the team then prevents Baymax from killing Callahan. Uh, Honey Lemon puts the chip back in, yeah. like, last second. I do want to talk about Honey Lemon's suit. Go right ahead. It's awesome. <laughs> it's not my favorite power, mm -hmm. but it is the best looking. It is a good suit. It's a good suit. I would cosplay it. And she has a skirt on it, too, right? It's a dress. A dress. Oh, it's, the whole thing is a dress. Yeah, it's a dress. Right. And she's wearing wedge shoes because, get it, girl, six foot tall, wearing six inch heels. 
Just go for it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they then have to fix Baymax. After the fight with Callahan, Hero finds all the trial videos of Tadashi testing oh. him out. That's one of my well-up moments for sure. And, of course, even though he's talking to Baymax in those videos, it's, it's like he's talking to Hero from Beyond yeah. the Grave. And that's like, huh. I know. When when the video's frozen at the end, Hero puts his hand on it. it oh, crushing. Stop. Crushing. <laughs> Tashi. Yeah. So perfect. Uh, the team returns and shows Hero additional footage from the portal test, which reveals the pilot was Callahan's daughter, Abigail. Oh, and then it makes sense. Yeah, and that he blames Cray for the disappearance. So he is kind of a bad guy. He is. He's just not the villain of the story. Right, right. Because when you see it, and you see him, like, say, oh, no, no, everything's fine, like, there's no anomaly there. And yet it could have been. It could have been an anomaly. He said it was within parameters. And there's True. a scientific variable. True. But I feel like when you have a human life. Right. You're going to treat it a little differently than throwing a hat. Oh, yeah. He definitely didn't make the right decision. No, he didn't. Yeah. He, he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. Callahan rebuilds the portal over Craytech Industries and the building starts tearing itself apart. Very cool scene. Very cool scene. And it really does like. Just starts it's, disintegrating and crumbling, and it's cool, awesome looking. Yeah. Uh, the team shows up to battle Callahan again, but each is subdued in a different way. And good multitasking for Callahan. Yeah, keeping all the. <laughs> how is your mind like sharp enough to control all of those bots? <laughs> it's pretty impressive. I mean, once he probably builds the form that he traps someone in, he can probably leave it that way. Although a lot of them do fall apart later on when he loses the mask, mm. so it's. But that's a lot of concentration, I it would is. think, fighting like five different people or whatever. Yeah. Uh, each of them looks for their new angle to think their way out. That line that's reused several times yeah. in the movie. But they pay it off really here. Yeah. And a lot of things from their characters pay off too, like Fred spinning the sign and everything yeah. and all that's cool. Yeah, those those were good when they all thought of their, yeah. their ways out. And that's kind of like Hero. That's Hero's pump-up speech the same way it was for Tadashi to him. So now he's, like, kicking the team into high gear. Now they're all, like, firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. That was the training that they missed. There you go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They start to smash up the microbot structures, which sends most of the microbots through the portal, Mm -hmm. leaving Callahan without enough to keep fighting. The portal won't shut down, and Baymax detects what appears to be Callahan's daughter inside. Whoa. And And they go in. They go in. Which... I think it was awesome that Honey Lemon used all of her yeah. remaining chemical reactions yeah, and the whole threw bag. them into the portal because when they go in, it looks like space. Yep. I'm I'm obsessed with space. I love sci-fi. So when they went in, it looked like nebulas and it was very cool. Yeah, I can't imagine what kind of like was... rendering time was necessary to like put all that oh together and it's so abstract. Yeah. Like, how do you even design something like that in a three-dimensional space? Yeah. But I feel like they they definitely needed to have that because in reality, it would probably be a black void of nothingness. Right, right. And how terrifying would that be for a kid? Oh, absolutely. Like, that is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, yeah. Or my nightmares. <laughs> Ended up looking way cooler. Yeah. They find Abigail inside and Baymax's rockets on the return trip take way too much damage. Yep. And he can't make it out. And his primary need is to take care of humans. Mm-hmm. 
So he sends them off. Mm -hmm. And that is another tearjerker. Mm -hmm. Anytime a character sacrifices themselves, especially, especially a pure innocent. Yes, because he didn't even think anything of it. Nope. And Hero had to accept it. Like, yeah. that takes courage, too. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could say goodbye to Baymax. Not only to Baymax, but the last piece of Tadashi that you have. True. Yeah. That's that's the part that, where I always cry. Like even just watching it earlier today again, every time. Oh yeah, kills me. Oh, I cried. Yeah, it's it's destructive. It's, it's horrible. Yes. And then they come out, and it's all like post-apocalyptic, gloomy, yeah. gray, and they just the team walks over, and Heroes shakes his head. Yep. And now the environment matches Heroes inside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the visual uh, metaphor going on in this movie. They make it out just before the portal collapses, yeah. um, but we find out that Hero kept the rocket fist. Now, I don't know when this happened, because Baymax is, like, talking to him the whole time. I would think as soon as the chip is removed, Baymax is off. Yeah. Well. But I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's a little uh, battery storage yeah. AI stuck <laughs> yeah. in there. Just keep, runs its course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that one. So we we don't at that point we don't even have to worry about that one still being like conscious. That one's just done. Yeah. Whatever leftover AI was in there. That makes me feel better too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hero rebuilds using the little chip that was inside the rocket fest, and we oh have new Baymax and new tears and new tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like yes yay happy tears happy tears way better to end the movie on happy tears yeah than on i mean it's a disney tears. film yeah they're not really gonna end it that badly yeah. and then there's the post-credit scene yeah i have a note um about the illustrations at the end yeah those are awesome yeah like, they are. i sat and watched all of them again because they're so cute yep now are those illustration styles the same as the comic no 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 Nope. That'd nope. be interesting. That would, would make be. that would make sense to me if they were, but right. yeah, the the ending illustrations were like those those are great. Thinking of doing a post about them. You know the post credit scene though, right? After the credits? I didn't watch it last night. Oh. Wait, wait, what is it? When Fred's dad shows up? No. Have you never watched this? No. You didn't know there was a post-credit scene? No. There's a scene after the credits. And Sam always makes me stay at the movie theater till the end. Oh, wow. So why am I not... You might have seen it. I might not... have seen it in the theaters and just not it's thought about Stan it. It's the Stan Lee cameo. Uh, nope. Fred's dad is Stan Lee. Nope. Except it's not... It, it's Stan Lee's voice and it looks like him. It's not it's actually not Stan Lee. Yeah, no, I, uh, I missed this. Oh. Well, Fred stumbles upon... His dad's superhero lair because his dad used to be a superhero and they go through a whole little rhyme that they're both familiar with, even though Fred's just discovering it for the first time. And uh, and he's like, we have a lot to talk about. God damn it. I'm embarrassed. Can we like cut this out and I can watch it and then come back and be like, oh, yeah, the post credit scene. <laughs> totally. We'll definitely watch it after this because you have to see it. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I watched I mean, last night, I just watched the illustrations mm -hmm. and then I, sh I shut it off. Oh, okay. It's a work night. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> but no, I'm surprised I didn't stay at the theater. I usually always stay. Hmm. And it is a, a Marvel, not technically a Marvel movie or a Marvel-inspired movie, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
So that's a little extra fun. Now you have something to look forward to. Oh, I can't wait. Now I know it's spoiled. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. It's still good, though. I promise. Yeah. Uh, And that pretty much wraps up the movie, though. Do you have anything else in your notes you wanted to add in? I have a note that from Baymax when he says when they're running from the Callahan in the first Mm -hmm. part, I am not fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. His lines just delivered so dryly. Resonates with me. I'm with you, Baymax. (laughs) I am not fast. It's a it's a personal reflection. reflection. Yeah. 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 But it's so funny. (laughs) I am not fast. I am not fast. Yeah, his his inflections mm-hmm. are perfect. Yeah, the the words that he chooses to put the accents on too. Yeah, yeah, like so good. <laughs> yeah, that wraps up my notes too. Okay, uh, anything you want to plug? Yes, I blog about design, illustration, and geeky things. You can find me at kylaisinspired dot com, and I also cosplay, which you can find me on facebook dot com slash kyla cosplay. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Rob. Thanks again to Kyla for joining me this week. Random Movie Club is a production of The Geek Generation. You can get every episode along with everything else we do over at thegeekgeneration.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our flagship podcast, The Geek Generation, available both on the site and on iTunes. Thanks to Michael McLeod of Wolfstein Music for our theme song. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Thanks for listening, and make sure you join us next week when we'll discuss Big Trouble in Little China. See you then.